Buff Nation. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> did it work this time? <laughs> it did work this time, barely. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Legal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. A lot to get into today. A bit of a slow news day, but always plenty of topics to talk about with Coach Prime. What did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about a lot today. We're talking about Bryce Underwood off the top, though. Yes. And, man, uh, to me, we'll get into it in a second, but this is a all-or-nothing type quarterback recruit. And I'll explain what I mean after you kind of set the stage for us here. So Bryce Underwood, uh, we've talked about him quite a bit. We're going to talk about him a lot here moving forward. Set to commit on January 6th. That is a week from Saturday. This is the number one overall player, number one quarterback in the 2025 class out of Bellevue, Michigan, 6'3 and a half, 205. He says he's still only 16 years old. He's taken quite a few visits to his top seven schools already. CU's in that top seven. I guess, how are you feeling right now about him? You said he's committing on January 6th? Yes. Usually the only thing that's committed on January 6th is federal crimes. <laughs> I knew there was going to be something with that. I just knew. <laughs> Jake, maybe we need to be worried about the uh, the red team with the elephant mascot. Yeah, yeah it's uh, not a good omen that he picked that day and has a bright red team from the south, I guess. Uh other than that, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm feeling like the Buffs have an outside chance here. I'm feeling like they have an outside chance to – I don't think the word is sneak in because they've always been lingering in this situation, but you certainly haven't heard any, you know, uh, buzz, I guess, about Bryce Underwood for the to the Buffs really since his visit and really since Antoine Hill committed. Uh, it was kind of – and, you know, it was it was all Bryce Underwood season. And then Antoine Hill comes in, he commits, and everything on Bryce Underwood cooled down for a while. Then, obviously, as uh, Bryce Underwood is – or as Antoine Hill decommits, then, it, you know, we go back a little bit to um, – just laughing at the comments. I know. <laughs> uh, then we go back a little bit to Bryce Underwood. And now it, it's it's one of those things where – you have to wonder how much have the buffs been in on Bryce Hill ever since AJ Hill decommitted. And I think, I think there's a chance that this, you know, we didn't get the, the coach prime surprise on signing day. Um, maybe this is the one that they have up their sleeves. So if you'll allow me to read the tea leaves and maybe speculate a bit, um, I maybe have a bit of a theory here. So he came and visited for that CSU game. That's the same game. Jordan Seaton came and visited um, and Alyssa, if you want to pull up the picture, I mean, he took a pretty, uh, I don't know, a leading picture, I guess, with Coach Prime because he's at the wall. And yep. um, we all know what the wall means at this point. Maybe it didn't have as much significance back then in September that it does now. Um, but, I mean, the fans were chanting his name. They had his name on signs. He was in the press conference room with Shador after the game. Uh, it seems like he really built a relationship with, not only Coach Prime and Shador, but he was there with Jordan Seaton. And we just went through this whole entire saga with him. And 
it did kind of come down to, you know, Friday, basically, when he signed his NLI. But it seemed like Jordan Seaton was really in on the buffs pretty early on in the process and kind of just kept it everyone in the dark. Maybe Bryce Underwood's doing the same thing. He's on the wall with Coach Prime. He is on the wall. I think the wall is like probably hitting at 95% right now. Uh, not quite 100%. Obviously, Jaquan McCroy was on the wall. And maybe there was mm-hmm. one other one. Um, maybe Chris McClellan was on the wall. I can't remember. Um, yeah. But the wall hits at a very high rate. So uh, you, you always have to keep an eye on anyone who was on the wall. But here's why I say he is an all or nothing recruit. I don't mean that in the literal sense. I mean it in the sense that if you get Bryce Underwood, then you have your heir apparent to Shador Sanders. If you don't, obviously you still recruit a quarterback and you know, you usually try to take in uh I guess they didn't they didn't even do it this year, but usually the the conventional wisdom is you bring in a recruiter uh, a quarterback recruit each class. So I think you still continue to recruit the quarterback position but when it comes to the heir apparent to Shador I think if you're not getting Bryce Underwood you are and and you are still in the mix for AJ Hill so I'll throw him in there too um I think you turn to the, the transfer portal to find your quarterback to fill to uh fill in after Shador leaves for the NFL this season it just it just makes too much sense uh coach prime has been the king of the transfer portal obviously it's difficult to succeed right away with a true freshman quarterback and the quality of quarterback that is entering the transfer portal in 2023 is already incredibly high in 2024 it's only going to get better i think the transfer portal is only going to become more and more fruitful as time goes on so i think it's like if you don't get bryce you're looking for your one year or more, but grad transfer from a lower level school um, who wants, you know, uh, one big shot at the big time or heck, it doesn't even have to be a lower level school. Maybe you're looking for a Dylan Gabriel like transfer where he's going from one, you know, uh, upper school to another. Yeah, absolutely. Just to go back to AJ Hill real quick, it felt like and we talked about this when he committed. I mean, he kind of walled off Bryce Underwood at that point, right? And, you know, he was talking about coming in early. Um, that obviously didn't happen, but he was in the same recruiting class or is in the same recruiting class as Bryce Underwood. Um, and obviously they're looking for that quarterback after Shador and they're looking for it everywhere. They're going to look for it in the recruiting class. And you're right. I think the transfer portal is definitely an option. And you mentioned it, man, the strength of the transfer portal, it just keeps growing and growing. Um, we've seen it already this year compared to last year, and we're still have a week of this cycle left in the transfer portal before it actually closes. I'm sure it'll be popping again in the spring too. So this time next year, you could have some of the best quarterbacks in the country, just in the portal waiting for you there. I do think Bryce Underwood, as you said, he's a guy that you pull out all the stops for you sell out for him. I mean, he's a complete dual threat. He, all he does is win. I think he's won three state titles now at Bellevue high school. Um, he has taken a few visits. He's seen Michigan, CU, Penn State, and LSU. The weekend before last, he was at Alabama as well. So he is doing a good job, I think, of you know reaching out and surveying all his options here. I don't think he's rushing this decision at all. Even though it is a year out from when he's going to sign on the dotted line, it feels like he's taken or done his due diligence in the school he's schools he's interested in. So 
I don't know. I mean, could he commit on next weekend and, you know, flip down the line? Sure. I mean, it's a possibility, but it feels like this kid is just doing all the right steps to go and find his next school and next coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Really quick. I just want to talk on a few things. One, AJ Hill. The reason why AJ Hill decommitted is because he thought he was going to reclassify to 2024 uh, and come mm-hmm. in and have a year behind Shador. If you remember, there was like some uh, quotes about it after he committed, like excited to learn behind Shador. And we were like, wait, what? Um, w- there must be something here that we don't know about. Uh, and and it, it turns out he did want to reclassify and come to Colorado this year, but wasn't able to for whatever reasons. Um, so that is what you need to know about AJ Hill. And he said, even when he decommitted, like, I'm still I'm still high on Colorado or something along those lines, but mm-hmm. I'm going to look at my options as I have a whole nother year of high school. Then there's the two quarterbacks that they brought in this year uh, as Dev. Yep. Um, Destin Wade and uh, Walter Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think either one of those guys, um, you know, could potentially pop. Uh, if I had to choose one, it would be Walter Taylor. Walter Taylor is a special athlete and you know he, he we have very very limited sample size of him throwing in college um but it wasn't great and that doesn't mean that he can't do it though uh you come in you have a year with pat Shermer and whoever else may be on the offensive staff that's developing quarterbacks um uh, the dude is six foot seven he's fast he certainly has a cannon just need to kind of hone it all in a little bit and you know he could potentially be the uh the the next guy especially if you were to go the young route um but that being said because uh and, and ryan stop that's the other one that i wanted to bring up uh mm-hmm. ryan stop i thought showed a lot and it's not over yet technically he could still transfer um but showed a lot of you know maturity and commitment to colorado uh by not deciding to transfer even after coach prime said he's probably going to want to transfer after he put that on tape uh, and he decided not to so all of those guys, I think, um, are outside shots. It's, you know, a dart uh, that you can throw at the board and hopefully uh, one of them pops. That being said, with the success that Colorado's had in the transfer portal, it feels unlikely um, that if they were not to get a Bryce Underwood, Colorado wouldn't be hot in the portal for uh, a high-level, high-caliber quarterback next year. I mean, sure. Both of go, both guys have, you know, potential. Absolutely. Even Dustin Wade. I mean, this guy was a 2022 four-star recruit. So he was more highly recruited than Walter Taylor was a few years ago. They were in the same recruiting class. Um, but even, you know, say they don't get Bryce Underwood or they don't get AJ Hill, they don't have another uh, recruit coming in in this next recruiting class at quarterback. And you mentioned the portal. Um, you have two young guys, so it would make sense, I think, either way, even if it's a starter or not, to go get a veteran portal quarterback, uh, someone who has some on-field experience. If you want to roll with Wade and Taylor and just you know, have an old-fashioned quarterback competition, then you at least have another veteran quarterback from the portal who can come in and stabilize the ship if things don't go quite that way. Um, I'm on the same boat, though. I think both guys are intriguing. They definitely have some upside. We might even see, you know, Walter Taylor, even Dustin Wade this year in specific packages. But um, I think that if it all came down to it, they'd go find another quarterback in the portal or it's Bryce Underwood. 
Um, again, they got to go and pull out all the stops. I'm sure they have for Bryce Underwood. It is kind of weird. He's committing, I guess, this far out from his actual date of signing on the dotted line. Um, but you got to do it, man. This is the number one player. And this is, we talked about with Jordan Seaton. Bryce Underwood's a player you build recruiting classes around, not just because he's a quarterback. This is the number one overall recruit. Yeah. Like, you got to go get him. Yeah. And that, that's the other big thing is it's not just, you're getting a fantastic quarterback, but it's you're sending a message uh, to the nation in more ways than one message. One is um, coach prime is here to stay. I think, you know, or, you know, he's not planning on retiring or walking away after uh, Shador and Travis and Shiloh all leave, which is obviously not something that we're suspecting, but something that people outside of Colorado have been talking about a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, it also says like, <clears throat> we're not playing around in the 2025 recruiting class. Uh, and, you know, uh, sends a message to recruits that, hey, Colorado is the place to be. For sure. Um, and I think that with that commitment date too, you know, being so far out, if you do earn his commitment and you can keep him uh, happy throughout that time he's committed and get him to sign on the dotted line, that's far out enough that you really can build a class around him. You can send him out. Uh, not send him out literally, but you can have him recruit for you basically with this much time on your hands, a whole year basically to build a class. And we have zero commitments for the buff. So this could just be a transformative commitment for the future, um, immediate future and distant future for this program. All right. One to 10, your Bryce Underwood to the buffs confidence scale. 10 being a lock. 10. Yeah. 10 is... It's just a, a matter of time until he he's uh, announcing it. I'm going to go with a seven. Okay. I think I'll go with a Where six. Not as confident, huh? Hey, it worked out last time. <laughs> that is true. Although I, I could be the conductor of this hype train as well, if you'll allow me to. to be, <clears> you so. know the old... Uh, the saying from the office where he says, I'm not, I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Yes. I'm the opposite of that. Whatever's more stitious than superstitious is what I am. You're extra stitious. Yeah. Extra superstitious. <laughs> I love it. Um, again, he commits on the 6th of January. That is a week from Saturday. So about 10 to 11 days out. Um, we'll see, man. Keep your fingers crossed. Anything else on Bryce before we move on here? um nope nope all right ryan then uh fire up that DraftKings sportsbook app for me and shout out to our great friends at DraftKings sportsbook uh right now new customers can bet five bucks on the nfl and score 150 dollars instantly in bonus bets uh tons of great opportunities on there they give you a bunch of deals on the top of the screen just scroll across the top and claim all those offers uh, free SGPs, free super SGPs, all that good stuff. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now at DNBR. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNBR. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See 
dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. We need a pick of the week. What do you got? All right, Jake, we have entered the part of bowl season where we actually know the, some of the teams. Um, although I will say, and this is what is inspiring my pick for tonight, uh, yesterday we had UNLV and why am I blanking on the other team? Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. And I tuned into that. It one of the, it's the first bowl that I've watched start to finish, and it was so entertaining, so good. Um, and one of the reasons why it was so fun is because I bet the over. And there might be nothing better in betting than when you're impartial to a game, you bet the over, and it hits. Uh, because you're like every big play, you're just excited, you're having fun. Yep. Kansas is just throwing like 500 balls all game, and their wide receivers are just going and plucking them out of the sky. Uh, it was electric. So uh, I'm doing it again tonight. I'm, I'm going back to the well. I'm taking the over in Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, um, 7 p.m. game. Over 55 is the move tonight, Oklahoma State and Texas A&M. Let's go. By the way, Love speaking it. of transfer quarterbacks, is his mm-hmm. name Jason Bean from Kansas? I think so, yeah. Did, what did you about watch him? the game? I did not, know. Dude, this guy's got to get in the portal because they have um, Jalen Daniels, uh, right. who's coming back from injury next year. He's expected to, you know, be their starting quarterback. Dude, this guy was electric. He's like the fastest guy on the field, and just has a cannon. I'm looking at his stats right now. I mean, the guy can sling it. Obviously, he played pretty well and didn't even, like you said, wasn't even the full time starter this year. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting him to go in the portal. That guy's got to play somewhere. We, we as college football fans deserve it. Yes, we He's do. very uh, <laughs> Jaden Delora esque, who also is in the transfer Ooh, portal. Yep, back in man. Uh, we'll oh, see if he, he was in his sixth year apparently. So Jaden Delora crazy. was or uh, no Bean? Uh, Bean. That's wild. Then he got robbed. We got robbed as a coach. We were football. yeah. The fact that last time last night's the first time I've ever seen him play, <laughs> I feel like I was robbed. Um, and then game time. Shout out to Game Time, the best place to get tickets. <clears throat> Whether you're looking to go to a bowl game, looking to go to a Buffs game, or looking to go to any game in town or a concert, Game Time's the place to go. <clears throat> and you can do it cheaper when you use Game Time, especially if you wait till the last minute. Best place to get last minute tickets is Game Time. And when you use the code BUFFS, that's code BUFFS. When you sign up and make your account, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. So make sure you use that code BUFFS buffs at game time when you sign up. All right. We talked about this tweet yesterday. We're going to kind of break it down further today. Um, Coach Prime, the day after Christmas, so just yesterday, said, Dang, I see the portal doing that bankhead bounce. Just when I thought Santa was on his way back to the North Pole, he dipped off. Santa, please drop off another DTCBLB and one more pass rusher to Boulder. I believe, Santa. I believe. <laughs> Hashtag Coach Prime. Um, so let's rank these positions of need that Coach Prime put up there. I think there's a great argument for every single one of them, uh, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Are we working from uh, least important to most important or most to least? Let's see. If we only have four here, I feel like we can probably uh, we can probably do this. Uh, obviously, all of them are important. Uh, mm-hmm. And every time we have an exercise like this, someone comments like, "You guys think you're smarter than Coach Prime or something along those lines?" <laughs> like, no, we're just 
talking. It's the off season. Um, so we're giving our opinions on what we believe is most important to least important. Um, I'm going to say in the number four slot here, I don't even like saying least important, um, but in the fourth slot, fourth most important of these positions of need, I'm going to put line uh, cornerback, cornerback. I agree with you. Um, look, we have two five stars there. We have some guys, some young players who really showed some promise last year. Uh, of course, Carter Stoutmire being one of them. Tons of guys they brought in through the portal. Um, and it's Coach Prime. I just believe in that position simply more than I do others because of who the head coach is and who he's been throughout his career. So I'm in lockstep with you there. Yep, that one's going on the bottom, Alyssa. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I get it. Coach Prime is just such a big corner guy. Um, that he wants to be absolutely sure that he has the right corners, right? Like he knows Travis is him. Um, he doesn't have to worry about Travis. He so badly wants another guy that he just doesn't have to, you know, worry about. Obviously when I say not worry about, it's not that he's not going to coach them or any of that. It's, it's that he can trust them on a play to play basis, uh, to, you know, go out there and be on an Island. We talked about this last year when we were, um, talking about Cormani like and him potentially being great right away and it was like your options as a defensive coordinator if you can lock down both outside corner positions are endless now it didn't work out uh as a freshman for Cormani obviously still got another chance but I think coach prime wants as many arrows in the quiver at this position um to create a mix in the secondary that is lethal yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, you still have guys like Omari and Cooper. You brought in Preston Hodge already, who was a four-star transfer out of Liberty. He's a grad transfer. He's got one year to play. Um, but, yeah, to set this room up, I guess, for future success, you would need to, I guess, get some younger blood in there as well. Maybe some, I don't know, a sophomore or junior help out bring along guys like Cormani McLean and Carter Stoutmeyer and all those young corners. Um, and then just have another piece for the future, too, with that. I uh, I completely agree Number three, what are you thinking? And one thing I'll say on corner is I, I'm pretty confident there will be one more, at least one more corner added. Um, yep. Number three, where are you going? I, I picked four. I'd probably say linebacker. Um, we have a very, very young core of linebackers already in-house. They brought in, I think, three or four true freshmen last year. Uh, you've already got some tra transfers coming in that we've talked about as well. So, you know, with DJ Lundy coming in there to man the group and of course, Levante Bentley, I mean, it's just a great mix already. I mean, I understand why coach prime would want another one, but I really feel great with this group and where it stands right now. Yeah. Th these last three are really tough for me um, because I think all of them are a step above corner in importance. Um, and I think you can make a case for all of them. I think you're right about the young the young linebackers uh and it would be it would almost feel like hitting the lottery if one of those young guys just pops next year uh whether it's Kofi Taylor Barracks or Morgan Pearson or you know another one of those young guys just comes in and is a stud as a sophomore would be just amazing um but if not I would like to add uh, one more there that can come in and play right away and just give you like a lockdown middle of the field. There's the Michigan state kid who's in the portal. Yep. 
Um, and like mixing him with DJ Lundy would just be awesome. So I think you're right though, because of just the whole idea of positional value, which I've joked is like now matters in college football because you have to pay for all of these guys. It's like, you have to choose where right. you want to invest your resources. So I guess from that perspective, uh, I agree with you linebacker, not quite as high on the positional value scale as these other ones. I just like the room as it stands right now. And yeah, you could always use another body there. We saw what Juju was able to do when he was, um, you know, pointed in the right direction and just able to contribute to the team last year. So it's definitely something that the team could use. I wouldn't say it's actually a, a real big need at this point, though. Yep. All right. Um, number, number two. two mm, I think I'm going to put pass rusher here. Um, okay. Uh, it's tough. It's tough, but I think before you can rush the passer, you have to stop the run. Now, obviously, um, they've added with Chidozi, Wonkwo, um, and, you know, you think he's going to be a beast. But we also know that they wanted Chris McClellan, uh, and I think um, it's no coincidence, at least in my eyes, that Coach Prime listed uh, <clears throat> defensive tackle first on this list. Um they miss out on McClellan. I think they want to get one more. And I think if you can stop the run and you can be really sound on the inside, then you can get better production out of your pass rushers as you're getting more third and seven, third and eight scenarios. I agree. Um, getting so, Chris McClellan. So I have defensive tackle one, on right? one. Yeah, but that um, I, I think I'm on the same – same wavelength here. I could go either way, though, with pass rusher or defensive line, but just seeing how bad they were against the run last year, um, it's something that needs to be addressed absolutely. And if you had Chris McClellan, I'd feel really good about where they stand right now. So I think it makes sense why he put that tweet out. Uh, he probably knew at that time, of course, that Chris McClellan was headed off to Missouri. He just committed yesterday as well. You did bring in Anquin Barnes alongside Shadozi Nwankwo. Um I, with Chris McClellan, though, I would have been fine with those three uh, coming in. You have the young guys coming in, Eric Brantley and Brandon Davis Swain as well. So it makes sense. Um, and there's some guys out there. There's the other Houston guy. I think Jamari, I can't remember his last name right now, but we talked about him yesterday. Yep. Um, so there's still some options out there along the defensive line. Now, on to pass rusher. Um, you got the guy that you wanted already in, uh, Chauncey, or in Quincy Wiggins, sorry. Uh, the former LSU Tiger, just prototypical size, hasn't really showed too much on the field, but the type of game wrecker uh, profile that this team needs, really that the university hasn't had in years and years. You could probably tell the last time we had a dominant pass rusher. It's been a long time. Yeah, it would have been Jimmy Gilbert in 2016. Uh, Carson Wells was also really nice mm -hmm. um, yeah. as a pass rusher in his time here, but I think Jimmy Gilbert was the last one to have a 10 sack season. I could be wrong there, but that's, what's popping off to me. Uh, and obviously that was their best season in a long, long time in 2016. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wish we could go back and remember the players that we were like, uh, on not opposite sides of, but like, you're really high on Wiggins. I'm higher on Oak and Lola. Um, and I think that's a good yep. thing, uh, that, you know, that we can be on opposite sides of that, but 
uh, there you go. Like you've already hit on two players there. You'd like to add one more. I mean, if you can get the kid from Purdue, uh, Scrounton, uh, I think it is yep. a Scourton Scourton. Uh, if you could get him, I mean, he led the big 10 in sacks. Like you, you would do anything to be able to bring in a player like that, but it's not as pressing of a need as the interior. And, uh, Reggie made a great point in the comments that at altitude, you're going to be rotating those interior guys a lot. Uh, and same, same is true for the edge rushers. And they did this year. Uh, but those, the, the big guys in the middle need, uh, uh, even more of a breather. For sure. Um, and you know, it's just the old football trope, you know, Tom Brady talked about it all the time. Pressure up the middle is just the most disruptive thing that you can throw at a quarterback basically. So if you can solidify the interior defensive line, those defensive tackle positions and actually get some pass rush from those departments, rather than just your edge rushers, uh, that's really when the defense takes the next step and is able to just cause havoc consistently. And then you can finally play how you want this team to play, how Coach Prime wants them to play from ahead uh, with Shador in control of the game and then just icing the game down the road, hopefully up uh, a ginormous amount, 30 to 40 points. Coach Prime always says he wants to dominate. That's the path to domination right there. Absolutely. I can't get over the fact that this Scourton guy is 6'4", 280 playing on the edge <laughs> in college. Um, that's if he's on the board, then I would probably change my rankings. If, if, if I know that, uh, that he's a, a, a real, real possibility. Um, I've asked, but I haven't been able to find out yet if that's in the cards. Um, but yeah, I mean, one more beast in the middle would make you feel really good about defending the run next year. Um, fortifying that part of the line and then adding a DJ Lundy. And yeah, you do still have, um, I think one more year of bent at linebacker. Uh, you know, you, you still, uh, have a chance to develop Demoy Kennedy into something special at linebacker. Yep. Uh, all of the young guys that you mentioned, it's kind of crazy. You know, th there's going to be a couple guys who people forgot about, um, who are transfers this last year that pop off. Um, and I think, you know, the, uh, Des Moines Kennedy is a candidate to be one of them. The other one, as we're talking about edge guys, Savelle Smalls, you know, like mm. there's always a chance that it clicks for him uh, and he becomes a, you know, a big time contributor for this team. I, I think that's one that people have completely written off, um, but we'll see. I mean, he dealt with injuries, though. I can't remember. If, I think it was like midway through the year. He just wasn't dressed anymore um for whatever reason and i'm pretty sure it was just due to injuries he was still with the team and everything and i think he actually got back in uniform later in the season so uh yeah so, bummer for him that he had to deal with that but another that's a great call there and um i don't know i feel like it's kind of interesting when you look at the rankings we just did it's a, a little bit the opposite of how coach prime says he wants to build his teams he always says outside in we just place the needs inside out though well, I think that actually makes sense, Jake, because the outside is taken care of already. True. That's true. Um, so, it, you know, it's it's number one now because the other sides uh, or other parts of the the team have been taken care of to this point. Um, and then real quick, just to go back to your point about Scourton, um, there was a guy, I think it was last year, the year before, from Georgia Tech, who was a big edge like that, like a 290-pound edge. I can't remember his name. Uh, and then Brandon Davis-Swain, he comes in at 6'3", 263 as a freshman, and he played along the he played all over the defensive line. He can kind of be a wild card for the, both groups there. Yep, absolutely. 
Was it Cansey that you're talking about? I think so. I think that's who it was. He went to the Bucks, I believe. Yep, yeah. He was getting the Aaron Donald comps. <laughs> uh, we can't be doing that, though. That is that's our final list. That is our final list right there. DT, Edge, Linebacker, Corner. All right. There it is. Uh, shout out to our friends at Backus and Shanker. They're here to help Colorado families win. They've been doing so for 25 plus years. No fees to speak to them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win that case and win money for you. They have won over a billion dollars for their clients. Go check them out. They got neighborhood offices all over the city. More than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff to take care of your individual needs. And they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. Even if it's at work. You know who to call. Smash the two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also, shout out to our friends at Illegal Pete's. Man, that sounds really good right now. Might be what I'm doing for dinner. Although I did, um, my dad gave me some gumbo, and mm. that's what I had last night, and I have leftover, so I might be doing that again tonight. But if I wasn't doing that, I would probably be going to Illegal Pete's. Um, if you buy $100 in Illegal Pete's gift cards right now, you can get $25 in free gift cards. I know Christmas season is over, but you got other things coming up. Uh, so check out our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Get in on some reverse nachos, which are amazing. Or you could go steak queso burrito. Those are my two go-tos. But everyone loves something different at Illegal Pete's. Uh, what is it, Jake? Our favorite spot for burritos, buddies, and beers? Your go-to spot. Go-to spot. Go-to spot. <laughs> Almost got it. Um, all right. Last thing we have to talk about today. Uh, this came out on, when was this, Friday? So Saturday. It was the day after Jordan Seaton signed. Uh, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, NFL legend, uh, tweeted out a picture of him alongside Jordan Seaton. And then he tagged Coach Prime. He said, yo, at Deion Sanders, I'm out here recruiting now. You can hire me. I got at Jordan Seaton to commit and eat McDonald's. Hashtag Coach Ocho. Coach Ocho in Boulder, Ryan? Hey, man. Uh, just keep bringing me Hall of Fame players to the sidelines in Boulder. Um, I mean, I, I would love this. Now, uh, Coach Prime called him out on uh, Nightcap last time. Uh, and said, you're you're not built for it. Uh, you're not committed the way you need to be to be a coach at this level, which uh, was uh, some some serious uh, constructive criticism from Coach Prime. Uh, but I don't know. All he asked was to be the assistant wide receivers coach. So uh, <laughs> I say bring him in. Grad assistant uh, Ocho Cinco, or as I'm calling him, Cocho Cinco. Just put it all together. We don't need to do Coach Ocho. It already has that sound in it. Just Coach Ocinco. I do love uh, your little wordplay there. It does fit uh, Ocho Cinco. I'm surprised he didn't think of that himself, actually. I know. Uh, he usually seems to be a master at those type of things. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, get as many Hall of Famers as you can. I know Ed Reed's still out there, too. Uh, he was almost damn near a head coach this time last year. Give him a call. See if he wants to join the staff, man. Um, it only helps the recruiting efforts, and I don't know how serious of a role he actually played in the Jordan Seaton commitment. I doubt very much, honestly. Um, but the fact that he's just out there meeting up with these guys and was already hanging out with them, I mean, keep them around. You're just going to get more high-profile players, the more Hall of Famers you have around this football team. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's gonna have to keep keep working hard to convince Coach Prime, though. Maybe Coach Prime's playing a little hard to get. <laughs> I mean, uh, he kind of played a little hard to get with Warren Sapp. Made it. He made the guy get his degree, I guess. He did, and he did it. So, uh, I don't know if uh, Chad Johnson has his degree, though. I, I, I sign me up for Ed Reed, though. That would be that would be amazing. Are there any other uh, former teammates of Coach Prime that you would uh, – or maybe even just NFL friends of Coach Prime? We know the wide network he has that you would throw out there that you'd love to see in Boulder coaching up these kids. Other NFL players? Yeah. Uh, all right. Since we've talked about the quarterback situation today, how about this one, Jake? Peyton Manning, quarterbacks coach. Mm. <laughs> Arch Manning transfers to Colorado. There you go. We already solved our first segment right there. <laughs> uh, that'd be a great one. I mean, I'd love to see someone like Emmett Smith maybe come in too. Um, that would be sick. Just a historical teammate of Coach Prime, someone like that. Um, he talks a lot about Andre Risen, I know, uh, as well. Uh, his former teammate in Atlanta, I believe. So the list is endless, really. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like two or three more guys that we just see come out of nowhere, hanging out with Shador or another player on the team, asking to be Coach Prime's, uh, one of his assistant coaches. Ray Lewis, the comments are saying, Tom Brady. I thought I actually thought Tom Brady was a possibility uh, just based on his relationship with Shador. Like, who knows how retirement and the single life is treating him. Uh, like... <laughs> I just thought there was maybe a chance there. He was just like, Coach, Coach Prime, I'm bored. Let's work. <laughs> yep. It would be amazing. Um, I'm shocked he didn't show up for a game this year. I know. He's got to show up this year, right? I mean, he, he was here for uh, practice, I believe, wasn't he? Yep. Yep. Brian Dawkins is an interesting one. I don't know if he That's still does, but he was living in Colorado uh after after his career obviously played for the broncos for a little bit and then his son was at uh valor and so he was coaching the secondary or the defense at valor which is just an insane thing for high school kids to be uh to have the opportunity to do and then like they've got brandon stokely as their wide receivers coach like wild Crazy. um but maybe uh maybe he's still around he wants to come uh come help out Man, you want to bring some energy, even more energy to this program, bring in Brian Dawkins. Can you imagine pregame with Coach Prime up on the podium and then Brian Dawkins just leading him out the tunnel? I mean, how do you not get fired up for that? Yep. Some other good ones. People said Michael Vick. Um, Michael Vick's just an absolute legend, so hell yeah. Shannon Sharp. Shannon's, Shannon's quite busy, but man, that'd be another good one too. I would love that. Shannon would be amazing too. All right. Uh, anything else? That's all we got. That is all we got. Um, all right. Then shout out to our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing. If you if you're looking for a new roof for your home or business, hit up our friends at Red Hawk Roofing. Friends of DMVR and huge supporters of us, so we are huge supporters of them. They've done. Decades of work on roofs throughout Colorado. They've got a quick response time. They're Colorado's best estimators and contractors. You can get a free no obligation roof and property inspection and a free in-depth photo report on all inspections. 
So shout out to those guys. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com. Tell them DNVR sent you. What else we got? Um, just tell the people how much you love Snarfs. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know why that wasn't showing up for me. Uh, shout out Snarfs. I mean, geez, another I'm so hungry. I, I got to stop coming to this show hungry, <laughs> especially with all of our great partners. Um, Snarfs, I think I told you just the other day, I just got like the turkey and Swiss for the first time. And my God, that hits. Um, but they also have much more extravagant sandwiches, if you will. Uh, they've got a rotisserie chicken sandwich, which I uh, think is pretty unique, and it's also delicious. Uh, and then what, what was the one you had, the prime rib? Uh, pastrami, man. Pastrami, man. Oh, that sounds really good today. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of options over at Snarf's. Uh, head on down there and uh, get yourself a Snarf sandwich. In my opinion, best sandwiches in Colorado. There you go. Um you kind of got the short end of the stick there, having to do uh, both food reads before lunch too, man. That is Sorry. True. Also, <laughs> I don't know if we just said it weird, but the show is not over. So. Still no, no, time. no. We, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna talk to the people now. Well, multiple people uh, were like, "Short show today." We're like, "No, no, we still got time." No, no, no. We're still here. We're hanging out for a little bit. Uh, can you read questions for me again, please? I got you. All right. First one's from fifty-two eighty Ivan says is it realistic to think coach prime can land two to three five-star prospects in the 2025 cycle i firmly believe that anytime coach prime wants to turn his focus to high school recruiting um he's going to be able to land that that type of class um and then you know the other thing that we've talked about is all of these save for like the top three classes in the country most of them are boosted by three-star recruits. But yeah, I mean, if you get two five-stars, you know, five four-stars and 15 three-stars, uh, that's a top 10 class right there. So just looking at 247's uh, rankings right now, um, let me pull up the composite actually. So according to the composite, there are quite a few five-stars already. 24 of them. 247 has only ranked six themselves. Um, but 24, so it looks like you're going to have a decent crop to pick from. A few of them are committed, but they've offered quite a few of these guys as well. So, I mean, never say never. And as you said, I mean, if he ever wants to focus on future high school classes and really go in on high school recruiting, I have no doubt that he can go clean up shop. Exactly. Next one from Bart S. Uh, a super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Nick Scourton and Oaken Lola bookends in 24 LFG. I mean, it would be transformational uh, to have those two guys as your edges next season. I mean, just it's why it it's why you're going to have to probably get into a bidding war uh, to go get Scourton. Like every team in the country looks at this dude and says this dude's 280 pounds and he had 10 sacks last year that led the big 10 like every team's like oh my god if he's on our team our defense just got exponentially better so that's my uh, like my only worry is that it's going to end up being one of those schools that just has uh you know blank checks that they can hand out to whoever they want a, a texas a&m or an Ole miss but yeah i mean if you can get him every single team in the country wants him 
Absolutely, man. Um, getting bookends on the edges. I mean, that's just a recipe for success at any level of football. If you can rush the passer and just create havoc off the edge like that, it just changes your whole, uh, how everyone on defense plays and kind of sets the tone at that point as well. So it would be massive, man. They need it too. Yep. All right. Next one. Uh, did less from King Carlito. Did Lester sign? Yes, he did. Um, Charles Lester did sign with Florida state. We don't know what he's going to do with that humidifier. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe use it on a visit when uh, FSU joins the big 12 and he comes to Folsom field. Then there you go. There you go. Uh, from big TZ. What's up, big TZ super chat. Thank you for that. Um, I'm more worried about practice habits more than past talent. Don't matter how many stars, if you don't practice well to play games, what are your thoughts? I mean, if you want to, I don't know exactly what the question is, but what makes someone a true dog is that, um, you know, and that's why one of the top things that coaches are looking for when they seek out players is love of the game. Like if you look at, going to practice as a chore you'll you'll never reach your potential um but if you go to practice because and you're excited for practice because you just love playing football then your practice habits are going to be great you're going you know and you're going to hit your you're going to reach your peak um so you know i think it's always a challenge in college football honestly at all levels of football um that was one of the hardest things that i learned when I covered the NFL was like, Oh, not all of these guys love football and not all of them really care all that much. Um, mm -hmm. and it's one, it's what coach prime's talking about when he says that he doesn't want to go to the NFL because he knows that on every team everywhere, there's kids who just don't love the game, but he's saying he couldn't handle knowing that some guys making tens of millions of dollars while not loving the game, not giving a shit whether they win or lose. Um, so, it's always a battle, um, but I think, you know, you just count on your scouting staff um, to find guys who actually do love the game and care about it a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, we learned it with Cormani this year. Every time coach was asked about him early in the season before Cormani finally got his start, um, was it USC? Or uh, basically before that game, really, though, he talked about his practice habits and how he just needs to get better, and that's really the big jump that he needed uh, to acclimate to the college level was to be a better practice player and just show that consistency. And uh, that's just something that Coach Prime stands on. I mean, that's a core belief for him as a football coach and just as someone who loves the game is you got to have kind of that love of the game also, and you got to actually, you know, pay your dues. You got to go in, clock in for work. Like it's a kind of a gift to be able to do something like that, play football for a job or for a potential career path. So absolutely. Amen. Next one's from Jay. He says, RK, how does it feel to be the narrator of the Coach Prime series? And how good is your NIL? I hope it's good because you seem to cover at least half of each episode. <laughs> um, it, hey, it, it's pretty cool. I, I will say it, it's really cool. Uh, it was an awesome opportunity. And I've never been a part of anything that so many people see. And I just know that because of all the texts and DMs and um, you know, people saying something to me when I'm, uh, you know, at the games or whatever. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like, really, 
I got a text from someone and I saw like our text conversation last night. The last time they had texted me was in 2015. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, Hey, like I saw you on the coach prime documentary. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really, really cool. Hell yeah, man. I mean, you deserve it. No better choice to kind of uh, rally and lead Buff Nation than you, really. Hey, and uh, you too. Thanks, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> All right. Another super chat from Big Teasy. Um, and whatever Juju did or didn't do, can't have that. Players with talent that can't stay on the field or help the uh, team, he was handpicked to. Yeah, I mean, again, this is just uh, when you have a team of 85 scholarship players and, you know, over 100 total players, um, these are just the types of things that you you have to deal with. Uh, and so it's it's one of those things that you'd lo- like in, in your opening press conference as a coach, you say something like we're not going to have guys doing this, that or the other thing. And like, it's just not true. Uh, everyone, every team deals with these things. Um, and I don't even know what exactly we're talking about with Juju, uh, but it's just the truth that, uh, you know, you're, you're always going to have those types of scenarios come up, uh, on a football team with that many young men. Yeah. I mean, I, again, we don't really know what happened with Juju, so I can't really say if that was his issue or not, but, um, I'm not even speaking on this specific issue. It's just, you're always going to have things that players are doing that, put them in the doghouse with the coaches. Like it's just guaranteed to happen. For sure. Appreciate you, my guy, big TZ. PPMG TV says, is Shane Coke still here? Um, I don't think we've gotten a, a decision either way from him yet. Have we? I don't think so either. And this is why, because a bunch of people commented yesterday being like, how do you guys not know how many scholarship players there are? And it's because there's just so many situations like this. Um, as it stands, they're right around 80. But it can swing one way or the other based on, you know, uh, what what guys are coming back and what guys are being counted on and all this stuff. Like, uh, we expect Savion Wilkerson to be back, but he also was ran out at senior day. So we're like, well, why did that happen, you know? Uh, and, and so there's all these kind of question marks. Uh, as to who's coming back, who still has eligibility. We know that Shane Cokes does have eligibility, um, but when we talked to him before the Utah game, he said he was still mulling his options over. So we'll we'll have to find out um, what exactly happens. But that's why we don't know the exact scholarship count right now because we don't know exactly who's back. Yeah, I've got people uh, messaging me all the time kind of asking for the scholarship count, and it's that, it's that answer exactly. But also we have so, 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 so much time before that really actually factors in. I mean, not only do we have this portal period, we have to go through spring football. Um, they're probably going to have an overloaded roster then, over 85. They're going to make cuts, or guys are going to leave sometime after that spring game because the portal is going to open again. And then who knows? I mean, with grad transfers and guys who maybe make decisions, you know, I'm going to go actually try out or look for another program in the summer we don't really the scholarships won't really matter until we kick off against North Dakota state, I think on August 31st. So there's plenty, plenty of time before we have to really worry about the 85 limit here. Yep. Next one from our friend, Will Darkey. He says, Let's go. Uh, somewhat off topic question for you boys. If the buffs future is 
not breaking a sweat on the escalator, what mode of transportation is the Broncos' future? Oh, no. So the Buffs are on an escalator. I would say the Broncos are on a, a moving sidewalk. Uh, the Broncos are on an elevator in free fall. We don't know which direction we're headed in. It's just it's floating somewhere. Yeah, I was just going to say they're on the, the moving sidewalk because it's like we're moving, but – we're not going up or down. We're going. just kind of moving. We've just been here. We've been flatlined for a while here in Denver. Um, I put it out today. Since Peyton left, the Broncos have searched for a quarterback, a new quarterback, or a new coach every single year except one. And even that one is kind of misleading because they did have a new week one starting quarterback. It was 2020 where they decided to go with Drew Locke. Vic Fangio is still the coach. You just can't succeed under those kinds of uh, – uh that much change we're on a treadmill then we're, we're just moving in place there you go that's that's a better one <laughs> yep that, that uh, illustrates exactly what i was thinking <laughs> oh man pray for the broncos big tz again making it rain today uh getting baseball will help football recruiting especially quarterbacks what is the status can you research that next time in boulder you want uh, are you you asking me oh <laughs> uh, well, i don't you look like you're about to talk I, look, man, um, I think these things are a lot more, I guess, there's a lot, a whole process has to go through that. Um, Coach Prime said he'd love to do it, and I'm sure the next time we'd hear progress, it's everyone's going to hear it. Um, but this is something that's going to take a while, I think. I mean, don't they have to build a whole baseball field and stuff, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be two sports um, because they're even right now on Title Nine. So you would mm -hmm. obviously bring in – or I guess presumably bring in baseball and softball, um, build a whole facility for it. I'm all for it. I've talked about it before. The idea of going up to Boulder on like a summer day and like sitting out in the bleachers and having a beer and watching a baseball game under the flat irons sounds like maybe one of the greatest things you could ever do. Um, I just think it's we're talking about like a six-year goal, not yeah. a um, – all right, we sold out every football game for one year. Now we can have a baseball team. Right. To go back to the Broncos real quick, though, Ryan, with this Russell Wilson news, we're one step closer to Shador potentially becoming a Bronco. It's going to be hard if they draft Penix in the first round. I'd be down for that, too. But, uh, look, we, we have a four-month window here of dreaming now. So That's we'll true. See. If, I guess if you want Shador in Denver, which, of course, I do as well, um you're pulling for stidham to look like a stud over the next two there games uh and sean payton saying i can win with this guy next year <laughs> let's go man sometimes you have to bottom it out to build it back up yep for what it's worth though shador would be such an incredible fit for sean payton's system uh it'd be it'd be night and day from what we saw this year you'd see a yeah. guy quick processing making plays right out of the pocket it'd be a joy to watch Yep. All right. Uh, from Dominique, do we know who the tight ends coach will be? Uh, <laughs> kind of, uh, but I, I, I don't want to say anything until we know it for sure. Um, this is a weird thing about the coach prime buffs is like, I don't think coach prime goes to the PR staff and says like, Hey, you can put out a press release about the tight ends coach. It's, x y or z um so then like i just don't 
I, I assume they have to go to him and be like, hey, can we say who the like nothing comes out in, in a normal way. Um, right. If, if, if like Coach Prime doesn't feel like putting it out himself or it doesn't come out via like a well off video, uh, then sometimes things just doesn't things just don't come out. Yeah, um, I don't think they're worried about it. I think they definitely have at least a potential candidate lined up, um, if not someone already in place and working or going to be working under that title. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much here. <laughs> I mean, we're dealing with the exact same thing at offensive coordinator. Yeah, but Coach Prime I mean, that's true. Been, Coach Prime has been directly asked about that one, so we have like a a quote about it, right? Which is him saying right. like um like probably <laughs> probably he's the offensive coordinator um brendan marion's done now uh he played his yep. last game uh, or they played their last game last night so maybe he's a he's an option again but yeah i mean i don't i i don't know i assume on a slow news day one of these days we'll just get a press release that says like colorado makes four changes to coaching staff hopefully it'd be appreciated yeah it would uh, Travis asks, would it be disappointing to win seven games next year? I don't think so. I think Coach Prime would be disappointed. Um, I don't, it's tough to, especially at this point still, as they're still building out the roster. We don't even have the schedule dates out yet. Um, but seven would equate a bowl game. It's something that CEO hasn't done since 2020. It'd be the first bowl game of the Coach Prime era here. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to say I'd be disappointed with that right now in the moment. Yeah, it's always it, it's always impossible to uh, answer these questions right now because you never know how the season's going to work. If if you told me before the season that Colorado is going to win four games and they're going to you know uh, beat their rivals, and I would say, oh, that's awesome. If you told me they're going to start four and one and then lose out, well, then I'm saying, okay, well, that's a little bit more disappointing than it sounds on the surface um so it's always uh kind of how it shook out i will say this this is the you know i always talk about savoring and treasuring the time that shador and travis are on the field um those guys are premier college football players uh and i think anything is possible with them on your team. So I know for a fact, people will, will be disappointed if the best you were able to do with those two players is seven wins. But you mentioned all the other stuff, Jake, like seven wins is one of the best seasons in a long time at Colorado. So you have to have the wide perspective and you have to understand the more narrow perspective about succeeding with those two players. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say right now. Um, but seven wins, I mean, that's a clear step as well. That's a step up from last year. And uh, obviously you kind of – you would have to, I guess, rebuild again, I guess, because Shador and Travis and those guys would be headed out. Um, but it'd be a nice step in the grand scheme of things, especially if Coach Prime's here like we hope he is, you know, for the long-term future, five-plus years, maybe ten years. I mean, that'd just be another step up, and hopefully we just keep climbing those steps. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I, I would understand – either side of that answer um but for sure. i think at, from the longtime colorado fan view complaining about seven wins um would be a little bit short-sighted yep anything else 
from Robert. Uh, does Colorado have a new tight ends coach? How many more do they take in the portal? <laughs> Again, it all depends on room. I but they only utilized one tight end last year. Um, now it would be nice to be able to utilize more than that, but it's a uh, you know you saw Coach Prime say what what he wants in the portal, um, and that might be all they have room for. Yeah, I mean, Shaman Mateo is a guy who I think we're expecting a lot of. Um, another kind of younger player was a 2021 recruit, uh, played in only six games before getting hurt in 22. So I think that he's still got a lot to give and can kind of hold down the fort really at that position. Um, but we did kind of see depth issues again at that position last year. Uh, no one else was really able to emerge alongside Michael Harrison. So we'll see. I mean, Coach Prime did mention – you know, those needs that we talked about today, he hasn't, I don't think he's mentioned tight end. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring another one in though. They've offered some guys too, a few Juco kids and uh, lower level guys. So I will say it'd be nice to just have a big body tight end. Uh, even I was just watching last night, like UNLV had a couple different guys where I'm like, man, that's just a big, big body out there. Like mm-hmm. it would be, you know, that's something that they just don't have. Like they don't have to be dynamic. Like just, be you know a little bit of a mix between an offensive lineman and a and a pass catcher right exactly need it last one here from tz uh this one is for the fdp we appreciate you don't know what that means i think you mean the Uh, funky dope producer oh (laughs) thank you (laughs) that is Alyssa. all right Alyssa getting her shine on you love to shout out to Alyssa. maybe Alyssa is going to be in the coach prime documentary next year there you go. We'll have, to, we'll have to, yeah, we'll get, we'll get the, uh, the good word in and get you an interview, Alyssa. Technically she almost was in this year's. Um, they just remember they, they shot footage of us doing the show at TCU. They just didn't use right. it. Yeah. The back of my well, head made it at TCU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had to Did, sign, the, say, she had to sign the waiver. <laughs> she got in and uh, I thought was in the, what the documentary from being in one of the post game press conferences. Were you not? I can't remember. I don't know. I mean, I did sign the waiver, so I guess they could put me in at any time. And someone said Shimon Mater is a big body. Of course, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying an additional one so you can get some two two tight end sets out there uh, and, you know, push some people around hopefully a little bit. For sure. People are saying Sat made it official on Instagram. Okay. Also, King Mar said give Alyssa a mic. Alyssa has a mic. It's on her to use it. <laughs> yeah, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else uh i think that's all we got dope i will be back in denver tomorrow i am ecstatic to be back in colorado oh, yeah, I I keep, wait. my my whole week is thrown off i keep forgetting that tomorrow's thursday because yep. the week started on tuesday all right well get home safely we'll oh late show tomorrow right yeah so we're gonna go later uh three right Alyssa? Three, yes, three tomorrow. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys then. Um, hopefully, we have uh, something to talk about at some point. The off season's kind of getting here. We still got transfer portal stuff. And again, Bryce Underwood on the sixth of January. So stay tuned. Let's go Buffs, baby. Let's go Buffs. Y'all sitting like the mayor. 